0: Hello, oh, this is Kenya and welcome to my magical cottage car life. We are still adjusting the microphone levels, but I think we've got it down now. I think we've we've finally hit that part that has it just right. You know it's so difficult sometimes to find just the right balance. In things we're trying to do that are important to us you know balance is very important in many parts of our life so you know we take on heavy parts in some areas of our lives and in other areas we don't give enough attention so it kind of just really makes everything so uneven that our whole life becomes lopsided And and we really don't want to do that. We want to have our life even so that it can be supported on all sides and so that we can feel supported on all sides. And when we're not trying to counter an imbalance, we find that our lives get a lot lighter. It's easier to rise up above things that can be challenging and to rise up to greet things that bring us joy. It makes our heart glad it makes our spirit free and it makes everything around us more buoyant and more uplifting and you know what else is uplifting and light and and very much airy and just freeing and liberating feathers feathers are like that so today I want you to take out your big book of stuff because we're going to talk a little bit about feathers, and we also are even going to take a little moment to talk about how we can each, in our own way, make a difference in how we appreciate other cultures, but develop our own. So get your book of stuff and your pen, and let's get started. So when we talk about feathers, the first thing you might think of is the feather you probably grew up drawing in school. And that usually is the kind of feather that looks like a gull feather or a turkey feather. It's long and it it usually has a little bit of a stripe to it when you're younger, when you're first learning to draw it. and That is a a common feather, but not all feathers look like that. There are different feathers for different parts of the bird. Different birds have different kinds of feathers. Most of us are familiar with the most common kind of chicken feathers, as well as marabou. But other feathers that you might have seen are turkey feathers, like on a a huge feather boa. And those are a bit thicker, and, and they come a little bit in more bold colors depending on where you find them whereas the marabou feathers are really soft and you usually find those on nightgowns or mule slippers like from Peggy Bundy from Married with Children she used to wear those on her, her feet you know and kind of like wag her, her toes around and my cat is making noise hello fluffy hello do you want to say hello to the people you want to say hello today no okay well, that's fine too. She usually meows, but not today. So you know, she likes feathers too, but we're, we we won't get into that. It's a kind of a kind of a, a side product of a bad habit. Um, all right, so yeah, so we find feathers in all these different places, but do we really pay attention to them? You know, feathers can be in the park, on the sidewalk, but we don't really look at them. We never really think about all the things a feather has been through before it gets to be in front of us. And one of the things I look at when we talk about the travel of feathers is not just from growing with the bird and soaring through the skies, uh, through all seasons, until they fall out, and then they fall to Earth, but the fact that they are attached to birds, and if you think about it, they're really tiny dinosaurs, or the children of dinosaurs, <laughs> and so we've, we're looking at a stylized, very adapted, very focused, very evolved form of a, of a dinosaur scale, if you think about it, that allows them to fly, And I guess a lesson we could get from that is that anything can be adapted to be able to handle the circumstances that we need it to do. So you know, human beings can often change and adapt to a circumstance after 30 days, a condition which seems almost impossible, uh, as long as it can be survived and it is possible to achieve, can be adapted to by most of us within that 30 day period. Think about how many millennia it took for a bird to adapt to be able to command the skies. And then you look at this simple thing, this feather, and all that it represents. And it kind of really is like a, a cosmic metaphor for how life challenges us and how we can turn something so small into something grand within ourselves to navigate all the things around us and raise above Whatever adversity may be on our path. All right, that was kind of deep. Okay, I get it. I get it. Let's let's get back to to the point. Let's talk about some fun stuff. Let's talk about what we can make with them. So I am going to take my lovely little size eight and a half wide feet. Don't tell my mother. She says I have a really big foot because all the girls in our family have size seven and a half medium, so you know, but I'm going to take my foot and I'm going to put on my my strappy boots with the heels and I'm going to walk into a field of landmines of cultural appropriation charges and I'm going to talk about something that you've probably seen and that is a dream catcher. The dream catcher that you see in almost every new age shop, every roadside stand, almost any bookstore or gift shop. The dream catcher. The dream catcher that has the feathers hanging on the bottom. The dream catcher that are catchers that are tie-dyed and color-coded and have all kinds of things on them and that are never, ever, 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 ever given a thought to where they came from in 99% of the cases unless you were told the story of how they became a thing most people don't even know and I'm using a generalization here what nation and what tribe inside that nation and what clan gave birth to the dream where the dream catcher came from or is it a dream was it a dream Did that sacrifice become the dream catcher? Is that what happened? Was that gift left there in the form of the spider web? Is that what happened? I'm going to let you look that up because it's not my job to do that today because it's not my story to tell you. But I would like you to look into it. But what I will say is this. We always want to be very careful when we take the culture of someone else and decide to adapt it to our own that we don't take it and take it from them, but we appreciate it. So, I say all that to say this. Yeah, that really cool tie-dye rainbow Grateful Dead Dreamcatcher might look really great in your friend's van, which probably has like, you know, airbrushing on the side that says, WIZARD! If it's a conversion van from the 90s or 80s or 70s or 60s, you know, a real van. But, um, (laughs) It it may not uh, necessarily look as great once you learn how the story of the dreamcatcher came about and what it's really meant for. So, but I mean, I'm going to leave that to you and your conscious and what you want to do. Okay, but we do have the ability to make something different with the feathers and make it just as fun and not take someone else's spiritual story and cheapen it or lessen it, but make our own fun story for our decor and possibly for our own dreams in a different way, in a completely different fashion. Want to know what I'm talking about? Let's get to the next part. So when I was younger, we had art class, and most people have art classes. And almost everyone who does have an art class does the collage, and they do the block prints, and they learn calligraphy, or they do something, or even batiking. But my favorite part was the mobiles, other than the linoleum block print, which was fun because I got to cut stuff up, but, you know, mobiles are wonderful. You take a mobile and you can make anything hang from it and make it aesthetically pleasing. Well, let's think about that. If we didn't want to take another kind of culture, and kind of, you know, not do the best thing by snatching it off a little bit, like ripping it off from somebody else, what we could do is decide to make something of our own. And I'm gonna say, let's make a cottage core feather mobile. And basically, we're gonna make like a regular mobile. We're going to have the arms and it's going to hang and it's going to flow freely you might want to look up what a mobile is M-O-B-I-L-E as an art and you can put feathers and hang them from there without having to take something from the culture of another person that was supposed to be something spiritual for them i can't tell you what to do so let's move on and what you could do is make each feather because this is going to be a completely different concept make each feather represent A step in the goal that you want to reach overall and that entire mobile could be your visualization for achieving a goal you know and every time it swings or every time the air blew through it or blows through it it could be helping empower your dream and you every time you see it would also be able to focus on each of the colors and each of the feathers knowing they meant something different sounds like fun maybe give it a shot you never know what you can accomplish until you try I also want to take a moment to talk to you about feathers because people walk through the woods and in cottagecore we do that a lot, but it's very important that some people don't know this, I'm finding out, and I think I should tell you. If you find the feather of a raptor, you cannot keep it according to federal law. That's an eagle, or a falcon, or a hawk, you can't keep those feathers. Those feathers are only for First Nation people. They are only for Indigenous people. Those are theirs. We don't get to keep them. So I'm sorry. You do not get to keep an eagle feather if you find it. At best, leave it where it is. At worst, (laughs) hold it until you can get to a ranger's office and give it to them if you find it Uh, has been uh, taken by children. You want to take it away from them and either leave it where it is or give it to a ranger uh, so that they can uh, either dispose of it or gift it to someone who knows what to do with it. The closest you could probably get usually are uh, gull feathers, crow feathers. If they're found, never take them from the living crow or if you find a turkey buzzard. But other than that, yeah, those guys are off limits. Just thought I should let you know. The more you know, you know. Another art that you could run into uh, in your, you know, meanderings is feather painting. And this is where getting those lovely feathers from the craft store come in. Those large, straight feathers that you see people do reenactments of, you know, ballpoint pen writing in its earlier form, which is fountain pen writing, in its earlier form, which is quill writing, okay? Okay? taking and dipping that quill into, you know, carving it into a nib, and dipping it into the ink and writing with the feather, yeah, yeah, if you go way back, that's what we've got there. So you can make those too, but what you can also do other than making a pen is to turn that feather sideways, get some really thin brushes, and you can actually paint pictures on those. You know, you don't just have to dye it or dip it or tie-dye it. You can take those feathers and make little masterpieces on them. And there's a whole art form behind that. You know, people who paint feathers and people who do scrimshaw on knives, these are are leisurely hobbies of love. And you might like it. You know, doesn't hurt to try it and see if you'll like it. If you do, let me know. Upload a little comment to the Shire if that's something you already do. I'd love to find out how long you've been doing it, and if you enjoy it as much as I think I might, because I'm thinking about getting into it. Did you know you can include feathers with your wind chimes? You can. You can put feathers along with your wind chimes with beads and shells and pieces of wood and reeds and all kinds of coins, whatever you want. That's another way you can use them and incorporate them into your yard. It's another way to incorporate that lightness, that happiness, that buoyancy into your everyday life. Hanging them by your garden also will be something to give like a little bit back to your sense of being in another place. Because when we see things like this, you know, there are things called signs and symbols for the conscious mind. Um, That was a quote from uh, Drew Ali, and um, I, I find it to be true, that when we see things that trigger happy things in us, even if we're not acknowledging them on our conscious level, we acknowledge them on a lower level or on a subconscious level. And by having them around, by beautifying our surroundings, we have the opportunity to constantly remind our soul of beautiful things. And by putting things like that in our garden, we could enhance it and make it another place of beauty in our lives. So I want to give you another thing that my mom used to do. My mom who raised me. I had two mothers. I had a mother who was my biological mother and my mom who raised me. And my mom's name was Mary Nesbitt. Actually it was Mary Hines Nesbitt. But before then it was Mary McGee. So it was Mary McGee, then Mary McGee Hines, then Mary Hines, and then Mary Nesbitt. Woo! That's a lot. And it was N-E-S-B-I-T-T. always have to remember how to spell it properly. But yes, and she was married to my dad, who raised me, and his name was Granville Edward Nesbitt. No E in that, Granville, thank you very much. And they were country people. My dad was born in 1913, my mom was born in 1926. And they used to use a lot of stuff in the old-fashioned ways instead of the new-fashioned ways. And one of the things that, now you want to meow, right? One of the things that my mom used to do with feathers, she would find pigeon fe- feathers or gull feathers, and what she would do is grab the feather, make sure it was clean, pull back all the little pieces of the feather except for the last inch or half inch, and she would use that in her ear to clean her ear instead of q-tips. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not kidding you. She used to clean the inner ear, not all the way down. But she used to clean it with Q-tips, and it works really well. So that's something else you could use feathers for. If you are around and gather a lot of feathers, you can definitely use them to help clean your ear. It's a lot softer than that big old cotton swab, less likely to come off in your ear, and it's another way to just, you know, make your life a little bit closer to nature again. And I really haven't seen anybody doing that except for my family. So I guess you know, we're just trying to make sure the practice lives on. Let it live on. And this brings us to the end of our feather episode today. And I hope you had a good good time with it. This was a short episode, but that's okay. You know, it's, it's like time flies when I'm with my friends. And we're friends, right? So I guess this will be an unscathed sponsored episode because I do like those super secret unsponsored episodes every once in a while where I can just talk to you and not have a sponsor. I do the sponsor so I can buy the extra 20 cents on my butter budget so that I can like make herb butter. Maybe we should do a flower butter episode. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, all jokes aside, I, I, I do want to have some episodes where I don't have a sponsor. So this one is a gift from me to you okay? And I love gifting my friends, and we're friends, right? So this is a gift from me to you this episode, and I hope you enjoy it. Let me know in the Shire, and you can find me on Facebook and other platforms, so you can definitely share this as you wish. And until next time, this has been my Magical Cottagecore Life.